go through the names, and then everybody's just going to say uh, here, and that way we'll know that their uh, microphone's working and everything. So, uh, Trinity Mankey. Here. All right. Mylana Lund. Here. Okay. Uh, Jay Orvik. Here. And Evelyn Ludwig. Here. And, well, come on, you can you can give a little more than that. Here. There, all right, that's better. And then uh, the director of the play that we're going to be talking about, Jennifer Tunks. Yes, hello. Hello. It's Thank you guys so much for joining us today on the program. It's wonderful to have you here. And it's especially exciting because the play that we are going to be talking about today uh, is, uh, is something uh, that is near and dear to those of us here in the radio business. So we'll uh, give you all the details in just a minute. Uh, but first, uh, Jennifer, a great group of kids you brought in here. Thank you. I agree. And uh, this is the big spring play, right? Correct. Even though it's February, it mm-hmm. is technically called the spring play. <laughs> um, we're hoping that the weather cooperates and snow stays away. But, yep, it's our major production in this time of year. Okay, so without further ado, who do we want to uh, give the name of the play? Do you want to choose one of the children? All right. I'm going to point at one of these two. So okay. Mylana's oh got it. I'm on the hot seat. <laughs> all right. Our play is called Vintage Hitchcock, and it's by Joey Landry. Oh, all right. Very good. I've done a Joe Landry play before that was, I think, similar in setup to this one. It was It's a Wonderful Life. It's definitely oh. the same type. Yeah, uh-huh. I would have loved to do that one, but oh. I but- didn't know if it'd be appropriate in... February. It is a little weird to do It's a Wonderful Life in February, I mm-hmm. would think. So uh, so it's vintage Hitchcock, and uh, so now, um, Jennifer, you have to pick somebody else to explain what uh, the presentation of the play is like. Okay. Evelyn, can you do it? Evelyn. Uh, so for our play, uh, a lot of us are going up to mics and ta- acting as if we are in a radio studio performing a radio show. Whoa, wait, because you're in a radio studio right now performing on a radio show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, having the mics in front of them is a familiar feeling now. So, yeah, this is this is just old old hat to you guys, as they say. Is this your first time, Evelyn, uh, on the radio? Uh, yes, this is my first time on the radio. Ah, so really you should have done this earlier in practice so that you get a better idea of how to present this. Uh, so what's the next? Oh, uh, so the next question, Jennifer, you'll have to select one of the four students to tell us when this is going to be pre- uh, presented for the public. Well, Trinity is telling me not her, so Jay... Oh, you drew the I'll help straw. you out if you need the actual dates, Jay. Um, I believe it was February 23. 20- Third and through the twenty seventh, twenty sixth, twenty sixth. All right. Oh. Yeah, you got it. Opening night is this Thursday. This Thursday's February twenty third. Yep. Wow. Okay. So uh, now, do we know if Trinity knows the ticket price? I'm showing her with my fingers right now. Oh, you are okay. So Trinity, what is the ticket price for Vintage Hitchcock? <laughs> Tickets are eight dollars. Tickets are eight dollars. Ooh. And then five dollars for kids and seniors. Then. For, oh, so like if you uh, show a student ID, that type of thing? Yeah, we usually just respect if they say they're they are bringing a kid or if it's a senior citizen, um, it's for $5. Okay, so good, it's good deal. keep in mind. This may be going back to uh, Jay's question. Uh, what are the show times? Uh, I believe it's 7.30 on the first three days. Uh, the Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday – and then Sunday is earlier, I at, believe. Correct. Uh, it's at 2. Yep. It is a 
matinee. Yes. yes. It's kind of it. a tricky question for them because they have to get there at earlier. So I think sometimes they forget <laughs> when it's actually starting. Yeah. You guys all off book, as they say? Or is this because it is a radio play? Is there the luxury of perhaps having a book or two around the stage? Well, yeah, we, we do actually get that luxury because our script is technically a prop in the show. Uh -huh. So it's like it's very period appropriate and it, it, it fits right in. But and we've got our lines mostly memorized at this point from how much we've practiced, you know, but it's still kind of nice to have it there just in case. So have any of you guys actually ever sat down and listened to like a radio show play type of presentation like this is going to be? I actually have. My dad was in one. He really? was in the one uh, It's a Wonderful Life back a little bit ago, uh, and it was really fun to watch. I was in It's a Wonderful Life. I, I had like one line in it, but I was still in it, so that counts. <laughs> who, who did your dad play? Um, I believe he was uh, Bert the Cop. Oh, oh, Bert the Cop. Sure, yeah, I know Bert the Cop. So, did, so you kind of got the idea of what the presentation for a play about a radio play is like. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Very good. The rest of you, this is, is this kind of new to the rest of you, Mylana? I feel like you've seen a play within a play like this before. <laughs> um, yes. Well, just recently, um, Jake Revolver. Oh, right. um, I feel like that is very similar to the type of play this is. So it was really good to have like a preview of what we would be doing to really get the feel of it. Very fun stuff. I think that was Dan Lansness's play, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. with, if, with the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater component, have you guys, any of you guys here ever been in a Beaver Dam Area Community Theater play before? Uh, I have. Oh. Uh, I was in the musical Honk Jr. Honk Jr. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't even know they did that. My niece did that like 15 years ago in a totally different part of the world. Uh, and what a fun show that is, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so, the uh, any of you, Mylana, Trinity? I mean, I don't know if this really counts, but I did pit orchestra for Big Fish this last summer. It absolutely counts. Is that Trinity <laughs> that said that? Yes, that was Trinity. So, Trinity, what was that experience like for you? Well, I think it's definitely a whole different experience from being up on stage, but it's still a lot of fun getting to make a lot of new friends and even just being able to add that sort of depth to the story. And like, even though you're not necessarily telling the story yourself, you're adding a lot to it. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're a big part of it. You're the entire auditory experience, musically speaking, right? Mm -hmm. what, uh, what instrument do you play? I play flute. Okay, uh, excellent, wonderful. And it was a, a great show, too, by all accounts. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, Jennifer, why did we decide to go with this play, Vintage Hitchcock? I had started looking at radio plays when we were under all kinds of precautions for COVID, mm. and I thought that would be a nice way to still get people into theater without the, the closeness. And it ended up that I didn't do the play that year. And, but I still enjoyed the show, and I loved it, and I wanted to give them that unique experience, so I brought it back. Now, uh, did, uh, was Alfred Hitchcock and the movies of Hitchcock, was that a big thing for you, Jennifer? When, uh... I mean, I know I saw them. Um, the, I love Vertigo and Birds, and I love Jimmy Stewart as an actor, and so I kind of put that together, and I just like the mystery aspect of it. And the live uh, sound effect aspect as well. Okay. Well, so how about you guys? Uh, Trinity, have, have you seen an Alfred Hitchcock movie or Alfred Hitchcock uh, Presents, the hour-long special? Did, have you ever seen any of Hitchcock's stuff? 
I actually have not seen any of it, although I think I'm going to start looking into it now that I've done the play. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. And Mylana, how about you? I'm feeling exactly the same way. I feel like I feel really happy that I've been exposed to like this genre because I'm very interested in it now. Yeah, you've got kind of like a new connection here now being uh, in this play. Evelyn. Have you seen Hitchcock before? Uh, I have not. Wow. Okay. So we're uh, we're zero for three so far. And then <laughs> One more chance. That brings us to Jay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say I have not seen any <laughs> of Alfred Hitchcock's works. However, I am a big fan of suspense. Uh, one family tradition of mine is we like over the weekend sitting down and watching a couple of murder mysteries. So Ooh. okay, well, you guys are all going to be in for a treat when you finally do sit down and decide mm-hmm. to watch something. Jennifer, what would we recommend? They see? I think my first Hitchcock was Birds, which was I think my first ever scary movie too. Yeah, that's a good classic one to start with. It is. Without, without I like that. Rear Window as well. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it was a Beaver Dam native who taught acting to Jimmy Stewart. Anybody? Yeah, he was here, wasn't he? Right. Uh, Eric Colkhurst, I believe his is the fourth of the murals that's being put on the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater building, if I'm not mistaken. Right alongside Nancy Zeman and mm-hmm. uh, Fred McMurray and uh, the illustrator from... Um, Oh, that wonderful children's book that I'm, I'm drawing. A bl- Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Lois Ehlert. Yes, and classic. I want to thank uh, L.A. Bass, our producer, for mouthing uh, that name <laughs> to me so that I was able to, uh, to recall it. So, all right, we're going to uh, we're gonna do a little bit of a dive in here to uh, the play as it's presented at the Beaver Dam Area Community mm-hmm. Theater. If you're just joining us, it's a radio play. Uh, it's called Vintage Hitchcock, and it's opening up uh, this Thursday. So... Uh, does this draw from the movies or from the um, uh, from the Alfred Hitchcock Presents Hour, Jennifer? Where it, what what is uh, what is going to be on the stage? It's kind of a combination of both. It there's plenty of good evenings and <laughs> that kind of tone, and but it's a it's three of his probably his most famous. So it's short presentations of The Lodger and Sabotage, and 39 Steps. Ah, okay, yeah, classics, uh, early classics. Correct, early classics, exactly. And uh, the uh, now, is are all four of you guys in all three of the plays, or do you guys like each have like a play that you are featured in more than the others? Does that make sense, that question? I think it does. Definitely. Okay, Evelyn? Uh, I'm actually only really in The Lodger and 39 Steps. Okay, all right. So let's start there then. The Lodger. What is The Lodger about, Evelyn? Um. Without giving anything away, of course. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say The Lodger before? (laughs) Yes, she did. did. Jay Jay could speak to The Lodger. Jay has a major role in The Lodger, Ah. as does Mylana. Are you not in The Lodger, Evelyn? Yeah, I'm in Sabotage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when we start talking about sabotage, we'll be sure to ask you about that. So, Jay, I hear you're in The Lodger. Yes, I am. I play um, one of the lead roles, Ellen Bunting. Who is Ellen Bunting? How is she important to the story? So, she is a landlady. Uh, She lives in London. um, And her family is kind of struggling financially. Um, Her husband really wants to bring their daughter back home, but they just can't afford it at the time. They need a lodger somebody to rent out the room in their house and eventually someone does come along but there's some suspense and you know there's that Alfred Hitchcock twist that goes along with it and things start going wrong. 
Why? Where, where, what happened to her daughter? Why isn't her daughter at the house? Where's the daughter? Is that part of the mystery? Uh, well, the daughter is living at um, her aunt's house at the time. It's just that they can't afford to have her at home. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, London is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And the food is terrible, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> and I don't know if we've said, but it's set in the 1940s. Oh, it is? Okay. So the setting is a 1940s radio station, and so it's all set in the 1940s. Oh, so even before we get to The Lodger, or before we get to Sabotage, or before we get to 39 Steps, <laughs> there is the uh, there are the radio actors who are part of the radio play. Correct. All right, Evelyn, are you part of the radio play? Uh, yes. Okay, Mylana, are you part of the radio play? Yes, we all are. You know, everybody, everybody on, mm-hmm. okay, so mm-hmm. you guys are kind of, you guys are actors that are in the radio play, and then you put on these three performances. Yep. Which one is the first one to go? The Lodger. lodger. Yep. The Lodger is, okay. Who else is in The Lodger? Um, I'm in The Lodger. I play the daughter. Uh, oh, where have you been? What's go- How was your <laughs> aunt's house? <laughs> um... It was pretty nice. Okay. Didn't have to eat any of that London food, so. <laughs> That's true. Oh, so your the aunt didn't even live in London. Ah. Nope, in the states. You guys. Oh, you. Nope. So you're across the pond, as they say. Maybe yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe that right, part well, isn't mentioned all that much. Yeah, you don't just that she's gone. Unpack too much because who <laughs> knows where the mystery lies in this. <laughs> so, um, Mylana, tell us a little bit about you. You are you make an actual appearance then in the play at some point. Yes. Well. I don't want to spoil too much, but they come across the money they need to have me home. Oh, they do. Okay. So how do you uh, approach this character of being a uh, radio actor who is playing a character in the movie The Lodger? Well, I mean, acting as an actor, acting as an actor, is <laughs> it sounds more complicated than it is. I mean... I just pretend I'm in the in the 40s, and then I pretend I'm a ditzy little teenage girl, which is not too far from the truth, so <laughs> not too difficult. So Lodger is the first one up, and uh, Trinity, are you in the Lodger at all? I'm not really in the Lodger all that much, other than like jingle singing at the end. Jingle singing? Well, what does that mean? Oh, because it's a radio play, yeah. so you guys have to sing like commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Does everybody get to sing a commercial? No, but you have the three singers amongst us right now. <laughs> three of the four people. I'm, I'm guessing Evelyn isn't one of the singers, by the way she's looking at me. Okay. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> nor, nor is uh, Jennifer. But you're the director, Jennifer. Correct. You tell them when to sing and what to sing and all that. Correct. However, Mylana took it upon herself to compose them. So they are composed just for our show. They weren't given to us. We were just given the words and basic directions. So she composed them, and then the three girls got together and have been practicing them. And Mylana might have a career because I've been <laughs> humming and singing them since I heard them. So they really do stick in your head. Mylana, give you. us give us an idea. What instrumentation are you using? Um, how'd you do it? Um, I I don't know. I just <laughs> there was a lot of words. And so the, they had, like, very basic instructions in the script. Like, I believe um, the first one said, like, a lush, smooth feel. And so I just kind of took the words, and I, I listened to a lot of, like, old 40s 
uh, like jingle singer esque like bands. Like I listened to a lot of like the Cordettes and the Andrew Sisters, and I just kind of worked from that, and I just figured something out. Where does one find the Cordettes and the Andrew Sisters in 2023? <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. It's got it all. And right that there. she even knows those names. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is very impressive. So basically, you kind of came up with the uh, the presentation of these commercials. Are they kind of musical then in nature? Yes. Yeah, okay. they're definitely sung. Ah. <laughs> and is it just these three students who are singing the jingles, or are there other students that are involved in it? Um, it's just the three of us, but I, um, just for one of the songs, the narrator makes a tiny little cameo. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. And um, well, I'm not going to ask you what products uh, you're pushing, because that's kind of half of the fun of coming to these. Well, things. I could give you a hint, though. Oh. Uh, um, all of them, the play itself references other Hitchcock um, shows oh, and really? productions, and so I'm okay sharing at least one of them. But are you a, selling birds? Uh, not <laughs> birds are mentioned. Okay. And um, but no, they're selling kitchen it's for, knives. It's for an oh, airlines sorry. called North by Northwest. Ah, I get. It. I like that. That is. And then the cool. other one is for advertising the lovely Bates Motel. <laughs> and none, you guys haven't seen Psycho? None of you guys have seen Psycho? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, my goodness. This October, you're going to Oh, they've seen the movie. remake, apparently. Yeah. The remake? Oh. I didn't even know there was a remake. The, oh. the series? Oh, the series. Oh, the, okay. the series was very good. For a second, I thought you were talking about the Vince Vaughn shot-by-shot color version. Oh. Which I do not recommend. Go definitely see Hitchcock's <laughs> okay. original version. You can wait till October, though. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, you're good with that. That makes yeah. All right, good. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that uh, so that's Lodger, the the first um, of the three plays that are presented as part of this radio play, Vintage Hitchcock, hitting the stage of the Beaverdam area. Uh, excuse me, hitting the stage of the uh, Beaverdam High School Auditorium uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday at seven thirty, Sunday with the two p.m. matinee. Sabotage is up next, and as I understand it, Evelyn is in sabotage. <laughs> are you sure you're in sabotage, yeah. Evelyn? Okay. All right. So. So tell us about Sabotage. Uh, so in Sabotage, I play Stevie and the crazy bird lady. And for Stevie, <laughs> I am actually uh, Winnie, one of the main characters, younger teenage brother. Um, so I mostly just uh, go around being all innocent. And um, <laughs> that, 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 wait, that sounds uh, that sounds suspicious right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's not the she. Her character is not necessarily the uh, the bad guy. Ah, uh, okay, all right. But it could be anybody at any time, is what you're saying, Jennifer. It might be. Okay, yep. all right. Uh, where's so? Where is it set? When is it set? Um, London. It's set in London. Uh, I'm not entirely sure when it's set. Um, that would. I think it's like the early 1900s. Oh, okay. All right. Mid nineteen hundreds, maybe, but yeah. And, and so, what is it? Uh, what is it that uh, set it up for us a little bit without revealing too much? What's going on? Uh, so, Verloc and Winnie, the couple who own a cinema, are just um, trying to get through in life and make ends meet, and running their cinema and taking care of Stevie. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. Now, I, do you know, I've never met a Verloc before. <laughs> and I think that might be the first time for that that I've ever even heard that name. That's a, that's a fascinating name. Anybody else in Sabotage? Um, I'm kind of a minor character. I play Renee, who's the ticket seller for their cinema. Uh-huh. And? 
and Woman on Bus oh, with Puppy. Oh, of course, Woman on Bus with Puppy. <laughs> Do you have an actual puppy as part of this? I wish, um. but there are sound effects of the puppy. One of our Foley artists is supplying those. Yes, so, just like a real puppy. So uh, for those that aren't familiar with the term Foley, uh, mm-hmm. can somebody who is a uh, Foley person like Trinity explain what Foley is? So Foley is taking things that you wouldn't, traditionally think would be making noises for certain sound effects and using them to make those sounds to like recreate it and go with the story oh like sound effects Mm -hmm. exactly so are you guys doing sound effects live on stage yes oh what kind of uh can you give us some uh examples of some of the sound effects that you're going to be uh, making on stage um a lot of the footsteps are made by like the foley artists Mm. um what else do we have? There's Got car crashes car and crashes. explosions. Oh. And gunshots, a whole bunch of different things. So uh, so how do you recreate the sound of an explosion or a car crash? Well, we've got some symbols. We've got some miscellaneous boxes full of, like, metal and other, like, thuddy things. And that's just gotta, a whole bunch of different things. That's got to be kind of fun, I would think. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. Arguably more fun than I think I would have had up at the mics just with <laughs> who I am. Now, Trinity, you're also a phone operator. Which uh, play are you a phone operator in? That is for Sabotage. Oh, for Sabotage. How critical is the phone operator to the <laughs> plot of the story? Well, we kind of set up the very start of it and give you, like, what's going on, and then we just kind of fade out into the distance here. <laughs> uh-huh. 39 Steps. Uh, Trinity, are you in that one as well? I am fully for that one as well. So tell us about uh, your role in 39 Steps. Um, so it's, again, a whole lot more of like sound effects and everything and just making the story come to life. Well, if it's 39 Steps and you make the noise of footprints, I would say you've got at least 39 noises you've got to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe 40. So, uh, so who else is in uh, 39 Steps? Um, I'm in 39 Steps. Do you play Pamela Stewart? I do, and she's one of the leads. Okay. Oh, so, uh, so explain how uh, Pamela is involved in the plot, if you would. Okay, so um, like the kind of main character of the 39 Steps, his name is Richard Hannay, and he kind of unintentionally gets caught up in like a huge like incident with like a crime Spy. organization and spies, spies. espionage Ooh, spies. and like he's framed for a murder it's a whole thing and then so Pamela Stewart is his unwilling accomplice you know she also gets roped into it you're guilty you're going to prison as well <laughs> <laughs> well uh, she keeps trying to turn him in but it always does not work out uh, <laughs> and then of course you're going to have to go on Thursday Friday and or Saturday and Sunday to find out how everything evolves exactly uh, the uh, the showtime again is 7.30 on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. There's a 2 p.m. matinee on Sunday. Those tickets are $8 uh, for entry, unless you are a student or a senior, and that's a $5 admission to the Beaverdam High School Auditorium. Our uh, our guests here, once again, with the Beaverdam High School, Trinity Mankey, Mylana Lund, Jay Orvik, Eva- uh, Evelyn Ludwig, and uh, Jennifer Tunks, the director. We do have to take a break. We will be back here in just a few minutes. 1258 here at 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Let's go back to community comment with Craig Warmbold. And our guests are with the Beaverdam High School Spring Musical. It is called Vintage Hitchcock. It is a a radio play that uh, highlights three of Hitchcock's uh, earliest works, The Lodger, Sabotage, 
and 39 steps here in the studios with us uh the director jennifer tunks alongside trinity mankey mylana lund jay orvik and evelyn ludwig uh the uh, the dates again this thursday friday saturday at 7 30 sunday uh two o'clock matinee so um so Jay, what uh, what have you found to be one of the uh, the biggest challenges? Would you say from uh, for this production? Um, it's a lot different from a lot of the other shows I've been in. Uh, you can't. It's not traditional acting. You're by a microphone, and you have to be able to stay by the microphone and you know project your voice. You can't necessarily always rely on the microphone, but it's very heavy in facial expressions and how you use your voice to say the lines yeah and uh, you know i'm going to ask trinity that uh that same uh question uh as a uh actress who's on the stage along with somebody who's doing foley which is also in and of itself an actor on the stage uh what have you found to be some of the biggest challenges i think it's really hard just because everything that we're using kind of has a different sound level so trying to remember when things need to be a little bit closer to the microphone or a little bit farther away or like posi positioning wise and just making sure that everything comes through how it should excellent very good and timing and, and timing yes yeah. timing is everything isn't it uh evelyn uh same question challenges for you and uh in well you know other than remembering which play it is that you're in <laughs> <laughs> um it can be pretty challenging to uh, remember, like, get, making sure that you're getting those big facial expressions and um, doing slight movements that kind of go along with what you're doing or saying. And, um, yeah. What do you mean by a slight movement? I mean, like, the, even the smallest of, of changes in your demeanor might be suggesting something in a Hitchcock play? Uh... Probably, um, but mostly like little movements that can be made with, uh, or small hand gestures that go along with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, Mylana, uh, challenges for you in this production? Yeah, I kind of struggle with the same things. Like sometimes I have to remind myself that in the show I am just like an actor acting because otherwise I get like too into the characters <laughs> and I got to remind myself hey you're just you're talking into a mic girl you know <laughs> are you afraid that you might just get completely absorbed in the story and before <laughs> the end of it you wind up on a black and white tv show <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> that could be that could be worrisome <laughs> uh so trinity uh you know when we talk about this opportunity to um to act in a play uh, in the theater department at the high school why is that something that is of 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 interest to you what is it that you're uh what is it that you're taking away from this experience what is it that you're learning from this experience that kind of sets it aside from uh the rest of the academic endeavors that you may see uh, day in day out at the high school i think that like working with the drama department and doing things like that it gives you really good opportunities to meet new people and a lot of the people that you end up talking to have the same interests and it's just it's a good way to make a lot of new friends and also make a lot of new experiences maybe push you out of your comfort zone if you're someone that's not as outgoing as others and jay i'll ask the same question of you what is it you're taking away from an experience like this um i'm just take i like taking away the memories we have a lot of fun uh again uh, reiterating what Trinity said, uh, you get to meet a lot of people that you might not normally meet in some of your classes, and you can make some really good lifelong friends. And Mylana, same question. 
Yeah, it's just, it's really cool to, like, be in a group of people that you wouldn't normally, like, be in a group with for, like, time every single day and to just, like, kind of combine forces to make something we're passionate about, you know? Uh-huh, yes. Evelyn? Uh, pretty much the same thing they were saying. It's really fun, and you get a lot of uh, nice memories and meet a lot of people you probably wouldn't meet. All, all, now, so many of these plays are set in uh, in London, uh, have uh, have you any? You guys aren't doing an accent, I hope. For the, that's just seems like something that would be just that otherworldly in in a sense. But it's still got to be fun to be able to shape these uh, these characters. When when you shape a character, Jay, uh, for example, where where do you look at? Uh, do you look at yourself for that uh, for the shaping of that character? Do you try to um, try to see how this character is played out in in clips on YouTube? How, how do you help form that character? Um, so when I'm forming a character, I like to sort of look at some parts of myself and how I can relate to the character, but I also like, you know, digging into what's given to me about the character, what's, uh, being told, what's written down, like, hey, this is what you should do, and I like sort of combining that together so that I can, so that I'm playing a character that's somewhat familiar to me but I also have a different experience each time. How about you, Mylana? How do you shape these characters that you're playing? Um, yeah, it's a lot of studying, like, um, the characters' experiences, like, that are written that you can tell, like, what they've experienced and, like, their intentions through what they're doing. And it's just, like, combining those forces and then, like, using your own personal experience to relate to them and to just kind of take on their character and to, like, think about, like, how that character would have been played in the 40s as well. And Jennifer, as the, the director, when these kids are, are, are shaping this character that's going to eventually be on the, uh, the stage, what, what approach do you take in, in working with them? Well, we often talk about motivation, like why are they, why is she acting like that? Why is he, what's the emotion going behind it? And sometimes we even say a very simple line in about 80 different ways and try to emphasize like how even a slight change in your tone can bring about a different kind of personality trait or emotion. And so we, we just kind of make sure that they have an idea. And, and for this play especially, there's over 60 characters throughout the whole play and many of the people are playing multiple people. And so think about, like, what's the difference? What can you bring different between the character from Sabotage that you're playing and the characters that you're playing in 39 Steps? So just a lot of, like, reflecting on what's the character's motivation and where are they and how are they interacting with each other. Evelyn, is that hard to keep uh, Stevie and the Bird Lady and Annabelle and the Innkeeper all separate when you're doing the same play? Uh, it's not too hard. Um, what I usually do is like keep the characters' um, attitudes a bit different from each other, and um, I try and see like how they would act in these situations that they're in. Mm -hmm. And uh, Trinity, when when you get to kind of express your character um, as a as a foley artist, uh, as the sound effects person. Uh, I mean, that seems like that's kind of uh, operating on on two different levels. How do you how do you approach shaping that into a character? Um, so it's 
honestly, <laughs> trying not to overthink it is the hardest part of all of it. So you're really just trying to make sure that you're not bringing those modern mannerisms and like movements and things with you while you're trying to like do all of these different things. Great advice in general not to overthink yeah. things uh, <laughs> as, as well. Again, it is Vintage Hitchcock. It is on the stage of the Beaver Dam High School Auditorium this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 7.30. There's a 2 o'clock matinee on Sunday. And uh, we do want to go around the room now and, uh, and, and get the, uh, the final word from, uh, from each of, uh, of you guys here. And uh, Jennifer, we're going to uh, we're going to start with you. Uh, will you tell our listeners why they should uh, mark this uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and or Sunday on their calendars to uh, to check out this wonderful spring play from the kids over at the Beaver Dam High School? Sure, I I'm just so proud of them for all the work they've done, and I think it's just such a unique experience for them. And I'm glad that they've had this chance to do it, and they are eager to share. And I think the audience members, if you're familiar with Hitchcock, it'll be a special treat for you because you'll get all of the references. But even if you're not, the show in and of itself is worth seeing just for the storyline and to watch the sound effects on stage and how they bring it to life and the coordination that goes behind it. It's, it's just a really unique experience. And... Um, they, they deserve to have an amazing audience checking them out every night. Jay Orvik plays a couple characters like all of them do, a train conductor, a jingle singer, and Ellen Bunting. Jay, tell our listeners why they should check out Vintage Hitchcock. Uh, it's really suspenseful. Uh, you know, you're going to be on the edge of your seat the whole time. It'll just be a really exciting experience. And I think you can definitely see some of the chemistry that we all have as a group up there together it really we really get our energy from each other and our passion for acting from each other we work really well together and we really work to bring these characters to life and get inspired by each other some of us have worked with each other in the past before on other productions and some people are brand new to the stage but we welcome everyone with open arms and it would just be amazing if we could have people come watch the show. Evelyn Ludwig uh, plays uh, Stevie and the Bird Lady and Annabelle and the Innkeeper. Evelyn, why should our listeners make it a point to check out Vintage Hitchcock? Uh, well, it's really fun, and it's very interesting to see how the mystery plays out. Uh, it's a really great show. People should come see it. Trinity Mankey is a phone operator. She does Foley, the sound effects. She's uh, one of the jingle singers. Trinity, uh, why should this be an important part of everybody who's listening's weekend? I think that they should come and see it because it's not necessarily something that they're going to be expecting, but it's going to give them the viewpoint of like this whole other world of like acting and even if maybe they're curious about how Foley works in terms of movies and things, it'll show them that, too, and they'll just get to see a lot of new things that they probably haven't experienced before. Mylana Lund plays Daisy and a couple other characters, including Pamela Stewart. Uh, Mylana, why should, uh, why should this be an uh, experience for our listeners this weekend? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a very unique and like non-traditional format for a show, and it just has so much to offer with... A lot of like amazing acting, like sound effects, singing. It's just got it's 
got something for everyone, and I think people should come so we can get my jingles stuck in their head. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, vintage Hitchcock, chock full of, uh, of uh, jingles and sound effects, and uh, the students over at the Beaver Dam High School uh, working the hardest that they can so that uh, they bring you a night of quality entertainment. It's this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 7.30. Uh, Sunday, uh, the uh, showtime is 2 o'clock. Tickets are $8 uh, or $5 if you're a student or a senior. And those are all available at the box office, Jennifer. Yes, and at Piggly Wiggly in advance if you choose. Okay, some good things to keep in mind. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, maybe I should ask you this during the rest of the show, Jennifer, but uh, might be a little bit of snow a, bit, a little bit later in yeah, the week. Yeah, that is a distinct possibility. Um, we're hoping to uh, get all of our dress uh, run-throughs in um, if for some horrible reason we would not have school on Thursday that would mean that they would also cancel the production so if you buy tickets for Thursday they would still be honored any other day they're not by seat so um, we'll honor tickets bought but we're hoping Okay. We're hoping for the best, but if it gets canceled, tickets would be honored any other day as well. Uh, some some of the students who may be listening to this, not not the ones here, but some of them might uh, you know disagree with the term horrible if, I, if, yeah. it were, if school were to be canceled. <laughs> All every Evelyn and Jay seem very excited about school going out one way or the other. You know, there's probably some teachers out there too, <laughs> right. and our cast is very tired, but but. <laughs> Well, I, I want to thank all you guys so much for joining me today, and I sincerely do hope all of you guys break your legs. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Uh, once again, that is uh, the cast of uh, Vintage Hitchcock. Uh, Jennifer Tunks is the director, and we want to thank the uh, students for joining us today, Trinity Mankey, Mylana Lund, Jay Orvik, and Evelyn Ludwig. Again, uh, we'll run through those dates one more time. It's this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 7.30, Sunday at 2 o'clock. Tickets are $8.00. They're only five bucks if you are a student or a senior. That is going to do it for today's community comment.